welcome everyone. Welcome to the Matter of the Heart, where we give you heartfelt, educational, and positive stories, all to elevate your spirit. I am your host, Carol Olivia, and always check out the website, www.thematteroftheheart.com. And we're always so glad that you take your time out to listen to the show. Uh, the topic of the show is healing the emotional self with psychological astrology. And the guest is Angelica, Angelica Mative. She is a certified psychological astrologer and life transformational coach focusing on inner growth. She's a member of the International Society of Astrological Research. And as we were just talking, she's also a columnist in Coach Guardian, uh, published in Australia. Her mission is to reconnect to one's authentic self with all of life's challenges. So we welcome you, Angelica. We welcome you to the show. Thank you, Carol. Thanks for having me again on the show. Always a pleasure to be your guest. Thank you. Um, emotions to me is just a whole, it's a book, it's several books. Um, so if we could just say your concept of emotions and the concept of it and, and the importance of it or any insight with emotions uh, to, to so we lead, it, lead the show off with that. Yes, absolutely. Well, emotions, right? They're so powerful and so influential and they're a vital component of uh, human psychology and well-being altogether. Um, emotions is what makes us really experience different ranges of feelings uh, which are the result of thoughts and experiences we have actually the origin of the word emotion is from latin and it means e e movere which is a movement that's the movement within so every time we experience an emotion we have something happening inside our soul our mind and this is the result of how we react to certain triggers from our environment now because emotions are so powerful and important it's impossible to ignore them mm -hmm. so denying and suppressing emotions is absolutely detrimental to our physical uh, and psychological wellness. Uh, there are a lot of psychologists talking about the so-called beach ball effect, when you try to keep a beach ball underwater. So yeah, we can do it for a while, but at some point when the hands get tired, we have to release it and boom, it comes out like creating a big splash. So it's impossible to actually hide and suppress and ignore uh, emotions for a long time. They do require uh, some outlet and an adequate form of expressions. And hopefully, you know, this expression uh, is in a healthy way so we can feel aligned and in harmony with people that we interact with. And also we keep our inner peace by having uh, a good way to experience and process our emotions. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, you mentioned inner peace. I think that's one of the keys to me. The alignment, you know, the alignment. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. it, uh, so it's free with no blockages, you know. It just that's it. Well, of the water, so to speak, you know. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it sounds easy, but in fact, it's a serious challenge for many people. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of actually uh, cases in which people are not very comfortable with their emotions mm -hmm. or uh, they have deep, profound, powerful emotions, but they're not really at ease expressing them verbally. Mm -hmm. and they might be not accustomed to discuss their feelings. Mm -hmm. That is a very common uh, case. So um, on the outside, people uh, can appear a little bit cold and reserved, and maybe they could be accused of being insensitive or um, that something is wrong with them. But in fact, we all experience emotions. Like a psychologically normal and healthy person experience a, a huge range of emotions. So that's why mastering our emotions and developing a high level of emotional intelligence brings so many benefits. This is where increased confidence and high self-esteem can actually uh, come from with our improved ability to work well with others, have healthy relationships, and uh and feel good about ourselves mm -hmm. because ultimately that means we're capable of having uh good interactions with the rest of the world mm -hmm. and this is why it's crucial to identify what triggers our emotional reactions because usually uh, there are certain situations and experiences and even words that would create such a big impact uh, on us and immediately mm, unleash some emotions that we might not be ready to deal with. Mm -hmm. And this is usually the um, reflection of possible inner conflicts mm -hmm. that haven't been resolved. Mm -hmm. So again, it's not about suppressing. Mm -hmm. It's about understanding, integrating and balancing emotions so they can serve as an indicator of our overall psychological well-being. Mm -hmm. So people try to avoid uh, or ignore negative emotions because it's considered that a negative emotion is something that brings the negative part of our personality, which is not pleasant and acceptable. And that's true to an extent. But uh, on the other hand, we cannot only live in uh, a world where everything is always beautiful and uh, there is nothing that would be connected to an expression of some negativity because this is not who we are. This is not how human nature works. So negative emotions are actually quite important as they directly point out the unresolved inner issue and in a wound that is oftentimes projected. For instance, um, when someone gets angry, you know, at the moment, it's hard to analyze and think, but it's worth between those episodes of, of anger to examine that emotion and try to understand what is the underlying cause for this emotional reaction. You know, psychologists talk about things like road rage and uh, 
lack of normal social behavior, like someone being super impatient and even rude when they have to wait in line. Well, this is the symptom on the surface, uh, the tip of the iceberg. But at the bottom, there could be a lot of uh, negative and painful feelings about always being somehow left behind, neglected, or denied the attention and support and understanding that this person uh, needs. Well, they need control. Because when oh, yeah, that, angry, that I had, yeah. I had a terrible yeah. situation when uh, this woman was extremely angry, screeching in my face several years really? ago. You know, just terrible. And, um, and the interesting part was the anger, and I don't know if you've seen this, and we're going to go to the moon, you know, sign of the moon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is, um, I find they don't necessarily apologize. Hmm. Yes, that's, well, that's part of that emotional intelligence that we're talking yeah. about, because... Correct. Okay, we all can make a mistake at times and have a reaction that we didn't uh, mean to uh, actually let out. Mm -hmm. But the, the normal uh, behavior would be to uh, show that we're consciously aware that this was wrong and uh, have the decency to apologize. Well, that too is, is difficult for many people. So these are all different facets of the emotional self. And uh, because we're talking about psychological astrology and the regulation and, and mastering of those emotions, let's see now where the moon comes in and the position of, uh, of the moon in the birth chart, the so-called lunar emotional identity that we can decode uh, by analyzing the natal horoscope. So, um, well, modern science is now researching more and more the connection between the moon as, um, as part of uh, the cosmos and uh, phases, cycles, and human emotions, okay? That's like from the standpoint of astronomy. But, uh, you know, it is well known that the gravitational pull of the moon on Earth's electromagnetic field mm -hmm. does affect actually all life forms, including human physiology and psychology. So if we have to uh, make these connections from a different perspective, from astrological perspective, what is the role of the moon as an archetype and its expression of emotional process? Well, our emotional self is reflected by the placement of the moon in the birth chart. And by that, I mean in a specific sign and a specific house. And also the houses are the sectors of the moon, uh, sorry, of the birth chart that we astrologers use to divide the chart to 12 different uh, areas that serve as situational context for different life experiences and, and psychological processes. So when the moon is placed in a specific sign and forms certain aspects and connections with the sun, with other planets and other points of the birth chart, it's actually the perfect representation of the structure of the emotional self. The moon is connected to the element of water, the four elements, uh, the sacred elements of water, fire, earth, and uh, air. And the moon being connected to the element of water, which functions as a conductor of psychic energy and signifies the processing of emotional experiences, then 
explains why when we're talking about feelings, emotions, moods, humor, temper, we are actually expressing the lunar function as reflected in the birth chart. And our emotional self is being activated, especially during some lunar cycles, transits, uh, which are the monthly moon phases. And this is why the moon illuminates literally and symbolically, but can also conceal. We have, you know, the full moon that is bright and um, actually opens up uh, a beautiful night sky with light that, that we, we all enjoy during full moon. But during a uh, new moon, everything's dark. So as Mark Twain put it, everyone is a moon and has a dark side, which he never shows to anybody. And this is part of uh, different, again, aspects of our psychology and emotional self. Mm -hmm. So uh, certain uh, signs of the moon, are, are they, uh, and we'll get back to that, you know, are they more affected when there is a new moon or a full moon? And just as a little antidote with that, Native Americans would always pray, the elders would pray with the new moon, new beginnings, and the full moon was the um, was the termination, or not necessarily termination, but the conclusion of their prayers for the for the new moon. Yes, yes, the cycle of completion, right? Yeah. And uh, well, the signs of Cancer, like I said, which is ruled by the moon, Scorpio, and Pisces are the so-called water signs, and uh, as we mentioned before, we're all emotional creatures we have emotions and feelings but those three signs and people who have this energy emphasized in their birth charts are even more uh driven by emotions and they have even greater ability and need to connect to merge to love to belong and to transcend because these are all uh different functions that are fully expressed by the unifying nature of the element of water so every sign or astrological archetype is connected to a range of emotional states and patterns. However, individuals with emphasis on water signs tend to be more sensitive, intuitive, and experience emotions at uh, a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Now, it's important to note that the position of the moon in the horoscope reveals how a person is likely to process emotional experience within the context of the entire chart as in astrology nothing functions in isolation right mm -hmm. so from the perspective of psychological astrology the moon represents the personal unconscious the way we react and respond instinctively how we nurture and care uh, our need to to belong and uh our roots, the origin, the memory, the, the, the tradition, the family history, and of course, how we have internalized the mother figure. Mm -hmm. How about security? Emotional yes. security. Well, that's, yeah, that's part of emotional security. Absolutely, 100%. You're making a great point here because actually uh, we all express that need uh, based on the sign that the moon would occupy in the chart and that will show what is really important what takes like predominance and uh priority for us based on right, that exactly. so yeah the moon also reveals the kind of psychological evidence we have collected from certain emotional experience during childhood 
mm-hmm. because uh, our need for emotional security is actually very much connected to the sign energy, but also yes. different defining moments we have experienced uh-huh. uh, would would later on transform um, the way we we see certain situations would become the basis of the formation of some beliefs and this is where the key is actually in that lunar energy as psychic and emotional energy for our ability to make the unconscious conscious meaning to bring whatever we are carrying in in the container which is a very uh, lunar uh, actual symbol like the womb and everything that contains water so bring all this inner conflicts blockages barriers and pains into con- pains into conscious awareness so because without this we're not able to to heal or to do anything about it so the first step is to become aware and then from there we can develop understanding acceptance and achieve integration and balance mm-hmm. so clearly the moon in the birth chart represents our emotional identity and um, i'd like to give some examples here of how this moon energy would be expressed through the different placements and in signs for example someone with the moon in aries uh would say something like when i'm provoked i'm quick to respond and i tend to let my anger take the lead my idea of emotional security is strongly linked to independence and the ability to win so this person <laughs> yeah i one thing to independence but sometimes that independence could be as a result of deep insecurity uh Yes, but, uh, you know, the, the need for autonomy and right. uh, freedom is really important to Aries because Aries is all about action, uh-huh. that they're very uh, impulsive, assertive, and impatient. Mm-hmm. And because life for them is all about action, they're excited to take risks and they're open to try new things. However, uh you know, if they don't have that independence, this this whole thing might be blocked. So that's why they need to move freely, you know, and satisfy that their need for adventure and all kind of challenges. But of course, there are some things that need to be uh, worked on here because the Martian moon, Martian because Aries is ruled by Mars, needs to be more considerate of other people's feelings and adopt a more delicate approach to problematic situations and interactions. So cultivating tolerance, patience and diplomacy and control anger and frustration by replacing them with a softer and more refined reaction would definitely help you know, make this uh, moon in Aries a lot more acceptable and pleasant. And by the way, when I mentioned diplomacy and tolerance and, and all that, so this is all the qualities of Libra, which happens to be the opposite sign of Aries. So in astrology, we have this axis of uh, two signs that are opposite, but that doesn't mean they have to be necessarily antagonistic because there is the potential to work towards the midpoint where the quality of both signs can be somehow added and uh, integrated to bring something better. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah, and then that's with the fiery moon in Aries, for example. So uh, we don't have enough time for me to go over all the signs, but I'd like to mention um, an example of the moon in a water sign in Cancer. So we mentioned before that uh, the moon actually rules Cancer, so it's it's uh, its own home. And, mm -hmm. and uh, as a typical expression of that energy, emotions are constantly in flux and moods swing all the time. So moon in cancer feels and senses and detects and reacts to everything around them. They like absorb the energies of their environment. And because of that, they might feel very vulnerable at times, especially when exposed to stressful atmosphere and, and tension. So they have a tendency to live a little bit in the past through, you know, this keeping journals with memory boxes and and writing uh, different uh, stories and experiences about uh, things that happened to them or their family in the past. And also they're, again, very oriented towards uh, family life. So motherhood has a special importance for these people. And that is expressed through a strong connection to their own mother and um, as well the way they take their own parental responsibilities. So one thing is very important to mention here that the moon in Cancer in the eighth house would be very different from the moon in Cancer in, for example, the 10th house. So we will still have that dynamic, but the house would determine the way all these um, emotional experiences would be processed and what would be um, the, the context of different life events through which this person would uh, experience all that, that. So for example, the moon in Cancer in the eighth house would actually have some transformational experiences related to family and mother mm -hmm. that might not be very easy. So. That's why all the factors should be considered. Mm -hmm. But of course, the sign determines the main energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm just curious, Angelica. Um, yes. Say emotional security for the, uh, I'm sorry, emotional, um, with the water signs, that mm -hmm. the water signs tend to be more, uh, you said, I think sensitive. Yes, sensitive, intuitive, empathetic, but also more vulnerable right. because they're really, you know, open to all right. this uh, outer stimulus right. and triggers that come from their environment. Okay. So with that, I under, I know what you're saying. Of course, it depends, like you just pointed out, the eighth house, tenth house, because uh, I do see a difference, and you can certainly give me your insight, into emotions versus sensitive. I don't always see people that uh, are very emotional to be always necessarily very sensitive. I think they're very different. Um, emotions such as uh, emotion of Aries that comes out, we'll say quickly, that's a strong emotion that pops out. But I don't think they're necessarily sensitive. I do see a difference because sensitivity, I think, would depend on the total, I would think, on the total birthday. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, again, you're making a great point here because the whole chart would actually uh, give us the full picture uh, about the psychological structure uh, of that individual. But of course, 
for example, the moon in Pisces or in the 12th house would be able to connect with other people's pain in, in a, a lot deeper level to the point that uh, they would be, uh, you know, the rescuer and uh, they will be um, open to um, different kind of actions that would involve even some self-sacrifice so they can help another person that they see as a victim of circumstances. So this is a combination between, again, empathy, compassion, uh, ability to feel other people's pain and uh, be willing to do something about it. Because you're right, someone can be emotional, but if these emotions are really self-centered and it's like, oh, look at me, I'm, the, I'm suffering, I need attention, I deserve help. This is actually not a, a very developed emotional self because it gets stuck within that um, very narrow right. kind of blind spot when it comes to their own needs. But true emotions and, and sensitivity, like you said, come from our ability to understand how others feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, um, definitely, mm -hmm. yes. And uh, I mean, because I find the emotions obviously are so interesting to me. Uh, like a moon in, in Scorpio, which is a water sign, uh, and we're yes. talking about how to master, you know, and how to navigate, uh, tend not to trust too easily. Um, mm. So their yep. emotions to me could be easily blocked as far as flowing like the ripples of the water because they would be, I think, stuck. Um, what's your insight? Well, um if we were to talk specifically about Moon in Scorpio, then uh, again, this needs to be looked at as archetypal energy because the Moon is the active agent of the sign of Cancer. So being okay. placed in a certain sign, the Moon will always make an effort to satisfy the psychological needs of cancer. And those needs, like we said, are belonging, being accepted, being part of a loving circle of family and friends and feeling comfortable and safe. Now, when the moon is in Scorpio, then the needs of Scorpio are basically focused on different kind of unity, which is based on merging. So Scorpio wants to merge through penetration that sometimes could be quite forceful. And, uh, that's why there is the analogy with uh, sex and death with Scorpio, because these are things that are part of life and they're so intense and so passionate. And through that energy, Scorpio feel compels uh, feel compelled to to merge with others emotionally, sexually, financially at all levels. So this union is achieved uh, really deeply, not just on on the surface. But in order to do that, Scorpio needs to be in control and needs to be powerful, to feel powerful. So uh, the emotions there with the moon in Scorpio would be very much focused on what to do and how to navigate a situation so I can increase my power, my influence and my control in order to achieve what I want, which is being in command and uh, being the one factor or the one person in a situation that is in charge of what happens next and again has full control. Mm -hmm. God, that makes sense. Especially as Venus in Scorpio. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that that has you know this is just That's we can do a show story. just on, on that one because <laughs> this position. Exactly. Wow, yeah, no. there, there is a lot to I, to talk about that. But uh, yeah, if, if I can one. briefly, sorry. Yeah. So yeah. you know, if if you would like to just, um, we want to certainly also announce your website. But if we're going to master, what wisdom um, would you like to share? Uh, as far as mastering the, uh, you know, not specifically, but in general, is it to recognize the moon and, you know, the sign of the moon, how to heal it? Obviously, we have to heal it first, um, uh, the process of healing, and, and then and to become free again. What insight would you like to give? Wisdom. Yes. Well, uh, that's why psychological astrology is such uh, an amazing tool of inestimable value for that journey, because this is a process. OK, so uh, it's necessary first to identify the, the structure of that emotional self through the position of the moon in the birth chart and see what kind of story it, it tells. And then from there, start examining uh, events that happen in childhood, what are they leading to? What kind of self-limiting beliefs are still active in that person's behavioral patterns and, and the choices they make? And what emotions are being triggered by the outcomes of certain situations and also how certain situations provoke a range of emotions. So this is a process of exploration that uh, begins with what, we use in Jungian terms exploring the shadow in the horoscope because there is a lot of emotional baggage there. So exploring where it every, everything started, how this self-limiting beliefs and these inner wounds have been created. And then this happens through uh, a system of different steps we can take that I use in my work, which is the guided inner work that um, I I offer my clients when we decided decide to go through that whole process from the examination of the chart through uh, the different steps. And then this is the way to embrace self-love, to choose forgiveness to oneself and to uh, others, release past hurts and self-doubt, and uh, finally stepping into one's personal power to achieve inner balance and peace. Mm -hmm. Because without all this, true empowerment is actually impossible. So that's why developing emotional wellness and emotional intelligence together mm -hmm. uh, can actually lead us to master our emotions. And I developed a, um, a very interesting bundle of different uh, reports which are based on astrology and psychology that is called the emotion mastery bundle the ultimate guide and in there uh, i provide uh, a lot of information about what are emotions what are the the different underlying uh meanings uh behind you know each of the emotions we experience and also um how to use emotions to manage conflict uh, and how to find resolution in all levels of our interactions with the world, not just in romantic relationships, but everywhere. And how mastering the EQ, which is the emotional intelligence and adding it into our IQ, the uh, mental intelligence is actually the way to wholeness and self-actualization. Because again, it's impossible to achieve a real inner growth without uh, being fully aware of what drives us 
emotionally and how we can regulate that in a healthy way. So this uh, Emotion Mastery Bundle can be uh, found on my website and I highly recommend it as a really uh, great tool uh, to help in that journey of emotion mastery. Mm, thank you so much, Angelica Native. Thank you so much. We have learned thank so, you, Carol. so much. And of course, we see that the, uh, the emotions we, it, to me, it's one word, but it's uh, a whole bundle of everything and anything of who we are. And Absolutely. How, right, Angelica? It relates to our, our mind, our heart, and our spirit. And it's such an important, uh, I think, well, I mean, we all have it, but it's important how to address it, to heal it, to, as Angelica, you were saying, self-balance ourselves. And I think maybe the ultimate source or the ultimate goal is self-love. Because when we reach that self-love, then everything else isn't as intense. It's not as valuable. It doesn't stick in our it doesn't stick in our in our mind or clutter our the veins, the so-called in our heart, and our spirit rises. I like the Absolutely, absolutely, because then we can perceive life and our interactions with others as a beautiful dance of exchange of energy that is productive and, and flourishing and, and loving instead of you know, always being ready for a uh, for a fight or or see life as a battlefield because this is what the result is of lack of regulation and uh, mastery of those emotions and because of that, healing the emotional self should be a priority regardless of how much technology we have in our lives today and how much we evolve uh, in terms of modern inventions and science. We have to really be uh, connected to our inner worlds and uh, if I can use that metaphor cultivate our inner garden uh, if we want to really feel healthy and happy in uh, authentic thank you so much thank you Angelica and thank you Carol you've been listening to Angelica Mative AngelicaMative.com and I hope we can all dance with no occasion, <laughs> and you've been yes. listening to the matter of the heart oh, yes. in your host, uh, Carol Olivia. And check Angelica's several uh, podcasts on the, on our website or your favorite podcast player. And we always thank you. Thank you always. Thank you, Carol. Warm wishes. Warm wishes. Mm -hmm.